Adrian, thanks so much for joining us in the sports center. It's, it's really good to chat to you all the way from, the, I believe you're based in, in Algon, lovely, lovely area. So thanks for your, your time to chat about cricket and your career. And so cricket, where, where did it all start from you and what made you decide that's the sport I want to pursue? Yeah, um, I think for me, I, sport was just something that I, I loved. I loved playing with a ball from as, as a little kid. Um, I was brought up in Johannesburg um, and the school I went to, we played soccer and cricket. And so I was fortunate enough to, on weekends, on a Sunday, go to uh, coaching clinics um, with cricket. Um, I just was, I could have played cricket all day long and uh, I loved it. And then moved out, we moved down, my father moved to Elgin. We, as a family, we moved here in 1970. And then I went to school in Cape Town and then I had to learn to play rugby. Um, which I'd sort of, you know, there was no TV in those days. We didn't go and watch rugby, although my brother had played rugby as, at, at senior school in, in Johannesburg. So I'd sort of watched the odd game. Um, and um, yeah, so then it became rugby and cricket. And I, I, I love both of the games. In fact, I think like many of us sportsmen and cricketers, we we sort of dreamed of playing rugby if we were playing cricket because we sort of watched our contemporaries playing over there and you wanted to be with them sometimes. But uh, yeah, cricket just sort of evolved as the game that I got further in at an earlier age, shall we say. And, um, you know, just after, after leaving school, was played for Western Province um, quite early on. And, yeah, then just pursued it on that line. And also I, I had quite a few injuries from rugby, um, which sort of pushed me away from rugby, actually. Yeah, yeah, because I think definitely in 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 those days rugby was sort of played without any rules. <laughs> you just got you just got stuck in and anything sort of went. So <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was a hard game, and I think um, one of the issues that I had as a player was. I'd watched this game of physicality and thought in my mind rugby was a game where you must hurt the other guy more than he hurts you. Um, to you know, you bash him harder than he bashes you. Yeah. And whereas actually, it's a it's it's far more than that. It's a game of avoidance. Actually, if you mm. can avoid the contact, if you can avoid the opposition tackling you in whatever form, whether you pass, sidestep, run round, whatever it is, using those skills rather than the brute force. It's actually what it's absolutely. I think uh, very, quite very, a lot further. Yeah, very, yeah. very true. Because you touched on it there. It is. It is. I think while you you were studying at university and you studied agriculture, you were actually playing for the Western Province B side then. So already um, doing very, very well. And then not before long, you you made the Western Province team, and um, and you spent most of your career there. Uh, did you just sort of like feel at home? And Western Province made you feel like this is where my career is really gonna escalate and, and do well yeah most definitely i don't think in those days there were no real movements of players between provinces other than if you had to go and do national service somewhere or if work happened to take you somewhere um and hell, who would, who, would, who would have moved from Western Province, that beautiful Newlands cricket ground in the old days? I mean, it was the most yeah. picturesque ground in the world. It really was spectacular before all the stadia were built. 
Um, but it still is a, a wonderful cricket ground. And yeah, I did feel at home there. And there were really nice guys and nice players. And, and it was a nice place to play your cricket. Absolutely. Because um, you, you did very well for yourself. You know, 46 first class half, half centuries, really, really good. And was it sort of your approach where when you go into bat, I'm either going to make a, a difference immediately or there wasn't much time to lift to bat, so you just got going? <laughs> I think, yeah, in my early part of my career, when I started it uh, in the Curry Cup cricket in the, in the first class games, um, there was a, we had a bonus point system for every 25 runs up to, I think, yeah. I think it was 80 overs or something like that. So it was actually, it didn't lend itself if you were batting at number six or seven, which is where I started. Um, it didn't lend itself to actually going to go and build an innings. You had to go and go in and hit. And, and I, I think that was maybe a slightly detrimental to me as a player where at school and university, and even in the Western province B side, I would bat in the top four or five um, and you'd go and play and build an innings. And it was your, your job to go and get the big runs. Whereas when I played in Western Province in the beginning, I was always going in and and I'd actually never even thought about it just as I was chatting about it now. And it maybe did have an effect where, and I think I always had that mentality. I mean, I was an attacking player. That was my sort of mentality. And, and I never really built, uh, uh, scored as many hundreds as I probably should have, uh, not by a long way. Um, I, I never capitalized on good scenarios. Uh, in other words, if Western province were 200 for two and go in or three and walk into bat and go and build a big score. Um, my best scores were always when we were 20 for three. Uh, that's when I'd score the runs rather than yeah. we're capitalizing on the good situation. And then I think that was certainly an error, um, um, not a good mental approach that I had to my batting at that time. Oh, well, I mean, you're known for your sixes. I mean, you've, you've smashed guys around the park. I even remember watching you. I think you square cuts one bowler. I mean, for six, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Fantastic. Is that something that you, you train on when you realize, like, I can actually do this, I can send bowlers at the ground? Did you purposely practice that, or was it just you saw the ball and you tried to hit the ball as hard as you could? Um, you know, from a young age, even at junior school, I, I just did hit sixes. I don't know why. It was sort of in my makeup to hit the ball. Yeah, I, I did not. I don't know why it was like that, but I just did. And I didn't mind hitting the ball in the air. Um, and I remember the, one of the first practices that I went to at Newlands with Western Province. And the late Eddie Barlow was captain. And I was in the net and the spinner bowled and I smacked him over to over and he had to go and fetch the ball. And, and the next two guys I also smacked and he came down and lectured me. And I, I actually didn't know what to do because that's how I played. Hmm. If, if I saw it and it was right to it, I hit it. Um, so it was very difficult for me, that mindset. I didn't know how to change and just bat without hitting the ball in the air. And it, it was sort of, I mean, it was part of the way that I played um, 
to cur curb it was wrong. Actually, what should have happened, it should have been developed and allowed to take place so that you could, yeah. could be selective in how you did it. Um, anyway, it was just one of those incidents that I remembered because it, it, it was quite difficult to adjust. Yeah, because if you look at the modern game, Batson are almost encouraged to do what you did. So you're actually ahead of your time. <laughs> if you know what I'm trying to no, say. Well, yeah. No, you're quite correct. It has. It has evolved in mm. that sense. And, and, and T20 is what brought that about. It was yeah. T20 has been, I think, an amazing um, skills development program for cricket. You see so many different shots in the old textbook style of correct batting, you know, yeah. sort of fell by the wayside. Yeah. Um, there's also is a mate. So the skills level of both bowler, fielder and or not both, but fielder, bowler and batsman has developed enormously, no, um, which I think has been a great advantage to the game overall. Mm. No, for sure. It's, it's really, really interesting. Um, in talking about hitting sixes and at the park, when you played in India and you hit a six and the crowd actually applauded your effort, um, was it moments like that that made you feel, oh, there we go, I've actually just proven my worth? <laughs> no, I think that was just part of me. Uh, it wasn't about approving anything, you know. Um, each game, each moment had to be taken in context. And I think that's how you've got to play. And I think I only played in within my capabilities or tried to play within my capabilities. And sometimes I sort of got ahead of myself, I think, only because of sheer excitement and lack of control of managing situations, you know, um, because one does. I mean, the excitement's rolling. You suddenly, the adrenaline's pumping and, and uh, you know, the, 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 you, you, you know, you want to take control over a bowler and that's a very, and, and, and premeditated thoughts come into your mind where you cannot allow that. It's got to be, uh, you know, when you are batting, you cannot, you, you start premeditating and you're going to be in trouble. It has to be instinctive. Um, and, and you've got to play the correct shot for the correct ball. Um, otherwise, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> because, again, you know, you went over and, and played for Derbyshire for a while. Um, again, made, made yourself a name there. Particularly, I think it was one of the cup finals when you rescued the side and you made a quick 56 off, I think it was, about 36 balls. Again, you just took, you went from zero to 100. Um, and it, was it sort of like pressure situations that helped you get there? A bit of pressure actually drove you towards starting to open up? Yeah, I think, uh, yes, I, I don't know how to ex ex express that. But I think, you know, the, the every game situation, I played the game to win the game. And I think I found that when I got to Derbyshire, it was actually in, in, in one of the first games that I played in a one-day game, it was the first game of the season and we were chasing a not too a reasonable total but the guys were sort of because it was the first game of the season they were just cruising along and you know whatever happened it was only the first game of the season but I think we as South Africans had that attitude we didn't have that much cricket to play in a season yeah. you know they would in those days England played more than three times as much 
in one season as we would play in our season. That's a lot of cricket. So for us here in South, every game counted. Um, anyway, and, and, and in that particular game, I then went to bat, smashed a quick whatever it was to win the game. And suddenly, I think it also put a change the mindset of the players in the team. Wow, we can win anything, actually. And we did. We went on and we won that one-day tournament that year. Oh, there we go. Um, so it's, it's, it's a matter of a mindset of wanting to, the desire to win. Mm, true. Because um, if you look at it, what would be the ideal batting position for you? I know you said earlier you came in maybe five, six, seven. What would have been ideal for you? I, th- you know, one learns about yourself as a player the, the older you become and more mature and more experienced. Um, when I was younger, um, I was not a ve- I was a poor, very poor player of spin bowling. Um, I only learned to become a better player of spin bowling, not a very good player, but a better player of spin bowling. Once at the end of my career, when I went to play for Boerland and you played on slow turning pitches, mm. you had to play. So you, you learned those skills. Um, so sometimes the middle order batting for me was not so easy because you're always playing against the spin bowler in a, in a, in a first class game. So, but, and also I did prefer the ball coming onto the bat. So retrospectively, and you look at how cricket is played now, it might have been quite nice to go and bat up front in a one-day situation in the opening the bat right up front. But I was also skillful, or I had the ability to walk in and from ball one strike strike big. So I did, given situations when you're needing chasing a total or needing to score quick runs at the end of an innings. I, I, I mean, I think that was often my most successful, well, probably not successful, but where I had the ability to score very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. so, but if you have a look, whether I was playing in a curry cup or whatever form of game, I generally scored at a run the ball. That was my pace. <laughs> Yeah, nobody guys get to say that. So it's actually it's it's brilliant. It's so good. But you're obviously very handy with the ball as well. Um, just under 200 first class wickets. Very, very, very good. Um, did you sort of go on the approach of, of trying to wrap things up, or was it just your goal to try and strangle the batsman as much as you could when you were bowling? <laughs> I I wasn't a very good bowler. I I love I would have loved to have been I had dreamed as a youngster of being a fast bowler. Uh, I wanted to bowl as fast as can be. But I had a coach at school who was a swing bowler um, that, at, at senior school. And he made me get very side on on delivery. In fact, past side on. Okay. And as a, so if you consider it your momentum going forward and then you suddenly throw it all sideways to get side on you lose momentum energy and my landing foot was completely closed wow. instead of landing straight and so that pivoting over the left knee was resulted in a, a not a very strong knee at the moment <laughs> it's getting all that arthritis is coming through. um but actually prevented and i didn't have a great action it was 
but all pivoting around, swiveling actually around my knee, and and I, and that took away a lot of the forward momentum and pace. When I started as a young uh, uh, senior cricketer, I had quite a bit of pace, but as I said, rugby injuries messed up shoulders and ankles and knees and things. So I lost a lot of pace. Um, I did swing the ball um, when it was swinging. And I think I, it, strangling wasn't really my strength. I wasn't a con line and length. I would try to swing somebody out was how I would try and I would try and get him out caught behind or something into that effect. Yeah. So almost, almost that's where James Anderson learned everything was from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. He's doing jolly well at the moment, though, I must say. That's, that's a jolly good effort from James Anderson to, to keep doing what he does. Incredible. What is his age now? 36? 38. 38. That's 30. remarkable. Remarkable. Yeah, it is. It's jolly remarkable. So, you know, you've touched on rugby a bit then, and we spoke about it, but if, if rugby wasn't as heavy on the body, do you feel you would have got a lot more out of your career than what you initially got? Um, it's debatable. You know, like, a, like Peter Christen was a magnificent rugby player. I don't, he chose cricket. I think he also did have an injury, a knee injury, um, but he chose cricket because that was kind of where he could make his future as a sportsman. Um, it was very difficult in that era to play professional sport in South Africa. We were isolated from international sport. So you had to choose something that was going where he, which you could play internationally. And Peter did go and play overseas as a professional. Um, so I think it would, you know, without injury, I would have liked to have played more. Um, I absolutely loved rugby, but yeah, you know, you, you at some stage you have to make a choice and also cricket the time involved in each sport. Uh, one of the guys who did quite a lot of provincial both sides was Dave Callahan. He played rugby for Eastern Province for a long time mm. and with cricket as well. And it kept him fit. And, and, and I think he still plays league cricket yeah. in Port Elizabeth on Dave Callahan. <laughs> so, you know, some, play, some people have the ability and, and I think he, he kept away from injury, which was very clever. Mm, that's true. But Adrian, obviously you got to play for South Africa and um, <clears throat> like you mentioned, it possibly a bit of a, a frustrating time for you because you, you got to play. But if, if maybe perhaps two years before you first got called up, I think you would have achieved even more than what you did. But obviously you must have enjoyed your time with South Africa and, and a lot to learn from there. Oh, it was it was amazing. You know, I think in that those years in the uh, late seventies, early eighties, you just played. That was what that was your lot. So when I remember, I was on the farm the one day, and my father came and said to me, "I'm playing in an under twenty three game against an England touring side." I I, I I said, "What are you talking about?" So that was when the first Rebel side had come. I think it was nineteen eighty two, and they picked an under twenty three side to play against them. And so that was the first. Suddenly, something was here, um, and we had to sort of yeah get 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 ourselves together in terms of 
hey, maybe there's something further than just playing this provincial cricket on an annual basis. Um, yeah, it it would have been amazing to play internet more international cricket. It was mm. it the the excitement of it and the thrill of playing for your country and playing against another nation uh, really it was exhilarating and and I think the ultimate in in our sport. Mm. Excellent, really really good. Um, and in terms of of competitions and playing against countries, various countries on the world. Which did you enjoy? Which contest did you enjoy the most? Was it against the Australians, the Indians? Which one really, I could say, brought the best out of you? Yeah, I didn't have that much. I mean, I, I, I obviously I only played one uh, formal test um, and a few one-day internationals. Obviously, and if quite a few against us. Well, the most was really against Australia here, which was you know they were a great side at that time with Shane Warne, Glenn McGrath. Ricky Ponting and all the rest, um, Alan Border. So they were a really, I mean, that was a, a great challenge, always has been. But I didn't play against England. I uh, only had one game against England, I think it was. Or did I even play against them? Um, I, I, yeah, they, they really were the only side that I played against. I never played against Pakistan. I played a couple against the West Indies, but that was just straight off the World Cup. Um, um, yeah, so it's very difficult for, for me to judge. I just, every game was, was great fun. But just be in the moment, make the most of it and try and put as many runs on the board as you can. Yeah, you know, you, you, you're playing every game to win and that's what it's about. No, excellent. So, so, so good. But Ellen, um, you've, I'm calling you Ellen now, Adrian, sorry. <laughs> you're Ellen Dawson. <laughs> um, you produce the world's best apple. Hell, I wish. <laughs> no, we we we, uh, we farm here in Elgin. Um, we have lots of fun. We've got um, we very heavily in the sort of more towards organic um, uh, farming. Yeah, with we've got berries which are all we and, and we farm a lot without chemicals. We try and use as few chemicals as possible. We feel they're detrimental to the environment in all ways and to our health. So that's kind of our main focus here on the farm. Um, but we do use you know, yeah, we've got apples, berries, and free range chickens, and they have lots of fun here. Yeah, so crickets never actually really left you because now you're back on the ground. Indeed, I, I, you know, when I finished, um, it was, it was actually quite the the cricket which I absolutely loved, but it was it was also quite a, a, a it took a lot of toll on me in terms of travelling because every day was a trip to Cape Town for practice and back in the evening, sure. so you know, and that's an hour hours drive there and an hours drive back after practice, and and you know, and you've got to concentrate and focus. So when I finished, I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to even go to the shops to go and buy groceries. I was so happy just to be able to stay. I didn't want anybody to tell me I had to go anywhere to do anything because I was tired. You know, it was just, it'd been 20 years sure. of traveling. Even when I was at university, I used to drive to Newlands from Stellenbosch. Um, so it was a long haul. Um, and when I got to the farm, um, also, things were not as not that easy those, at that time, and we had children. 
young children that needed bring up and uh, schooling and so on. So my focus just shifted. Cricket's done. The new world's begun. Um, I've got to establish myself in this new world and this new environment. Um, yeah, and, and from a business point of view, that was also quite difficult because for 20 years, you sort of just played cricket and yes, I was farming, but you kind of lose out an enormous amount that your contemporaries are busy with while you off playing your cricket. And, you know, and, you, and I think back, I was chatting to somebody else the other day. I never had a Christmas holidays or that holiday period ever um, mm. because it was always sport. And when sport finished, it was harvest time, it was, was fruit season. And so we've kind of, it's a weird concept where you, everyone talks about Christmas holidays and so on. It doesn't exist in our family. <laughs> so uh, you kind of think about it and where the fun that other guys had that we had a different type of life. Yeah. Mm. But, um, I don't know, are you still following a bit of cricket? Are you keeping up with, with the, the busyness uh, of it? Not that much, I must be honest. Um, I, 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 am, I'm act, I play a lot of golf. Um, I enjoy my own golf, so I'd rather go and, than sit in front of a TV watching cricket or going, I, I, I'd rather go and play my own sport and do my own thing. Um, in fact, we don't even have a television in the house, so... Um, <laughs> So sometimes I have to I have to check on the cell phone to see what's happened and score. So I'm not I'm not I I, I follow good quality cricket. Um, you know when that good international yes. uh, uh, series is on the go, I'm very interested to see what happens there. But as for the rest, not too too phased. No. Yeah, because I ask you at the moment, there's sort of that talk where, where Ben Stokes is probably the best all rounder in the world. Um, and I personally, although I'm not a cricket specialist, I think that all-rounders are becoming sort of scarce. Um, do you sort of agree on that sentiment? And do you think that Ben Stokes is probably the best all-rounder in the world at the moment? Look, he certainly is a very, very fine cricketer. Wow. Um, he's got a wonderful temperament um in terms of his just ability to handle all situations i'm surprised that they wanted to make him captain i think that's putting unnecessary yeah. pressure on him as a cricketer let him play he needs to play yeah. um look i think all-rounders will come and go um you know they they they're great they've always been great all-rounders through the years they'll never disappear um, because there are people who just want to be involved all the time in their bat, bowl, field, and they're in the game. And you need, they're, they're always there. Sometimes you'll have, you know, you mustn't discount the wicketkeeper batsman who's also the all-rounder. Um, you know, he, he, he's critical in the makeup of a side. So, no, they'll always be great uh, all-rounders and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll keep coming. There's enough cricket there to make them there. Uh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, well, it's, it's been an interesting time, I think, globally. Um, I've been watching a bit of test cricket with, with England. They seem to be doing quite well at the moment. But yeah, it'll be good to have some cricket back here and see what happens next. Um, but yeah, it's, I hope South Africa can really get back into that, that almost that winning vibe. I know Mark Bouch is a, a fantastic coach. Um, but let's yeah. hope that our next series, whichever one it is, we can do something good. Yeah, it, it, you know we need we need to have um, we it, it it we need to have a good strong test side and and I mean I know there's a lot of 
there are a lot of political issues that are going on at the moment within the cricket sphere and it's um it's 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 quite disturbing um that i i feel that we've been let down by our administrators in an enormous in, in throughout the country in so many facets of our our living but in cricket as well and we are only going to build a strong cricketing nation again if we have good leadership yeah. from the administrators through and if Graham Smith is the guy that's going to be running it and I I'd have great faith in him mm. then he has to have full support of everybody involved in cricket as does Mark Boucher who I believe has wonderful skills as a coach yeah. um and if they can pull that through from the top all then i believe our cricket can evolve and develop um and yeah there are a lot of issues that have to be sorted out and uh, the whole black lives matter issues is opened up a lot of thoughts amongst people i think uh, many people take so many things for granted but when they go and dig deeper they find so many other issues that that yeah. they weren't aware of Yeah. um but but as i say again i think we've also all been let down um by leadership yeah ah, absolutely absolutely so yeah it's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens cuz i think it's going to eventually get to a tipping point and then yeah we'll see where we go from there so agent uh, final question um test nations who would you regard as probably the best test nation or i'm going to say between india and australia who would you regard as probably the best at the moment cool yeah there's good competition at the moment nobody's standing out yeah. above everyone australia will for always they've just got such strong structures in place in their cricket they had a major wobble a few years ago they've pulled it all together they will always be strong england um they're running a we're running a good side a year and a bit ago they seem to be flailing around not quite as stable as as you would think um and particularly their two two of their bowlers broad who's done incredibly well and anderson are coming to the end of their careers um so to fill their boots will not be that easy india's always going to be a good side um they've developed over the last few years they've developed and and the ipl has been amazing for them because yeah. they've got this whole uh, a pool of young players involved in yeah top level cricket and they can source these young players and build, bring them through into the international side and they've developed great fast bowlers which has strengthened them as a test nation so i think between the three of them uh, west indies is playing nicely at the moment but their batting is always brittle um, so i think it's between the top 3 pakistans sometimes there sometimes not they're too ir- ir- erratic Yeah. No, that's true. But talking about the RPL, what a brainchild that move was just fantastic. Is like you say, they're just finding all the youngsters coming through the ranks and it's they yeah, they're never going to be short of talent now. They were good then, now they're going to be even better now. So it's yeah, it's crazy. Adrian, thank you so much for your time. It's really good to chat about you and and your career and how you see things. So thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure Ryan all the best and nice chatting to you too. Adrian. All right Ryan. Thanks so much. Cheers. All the best. Go right. on. Nice chatting. Yes man. Bye. Bye.